0: From baseball's top personalities. The
1: Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas, is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players. Five-time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire, is with us here. You never know what stories you're going to hear. We used to out here to lunch and run with our shirts off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you would This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend.
1: Welcome to a very special edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Today, it's all about the 2002 Oakland Athletics. What a historic team. Well, they did a book and a movie about it. And we honored them at the Oakland Coliseum on Sunday before the Yankee game. It was very emotional. A lot of gratitude from the players. A lot of love from the fans. It was just awesome. Today, we got Miguel Tejada, Tim Hudson, Dave Justice, Art Howe, and Mark Ellis and Jessica Kleinschmidt. We'll start with the MVP from 2002, Miguel Tejada. Well, this is special, and we've been talking about it because you're truly one of the great Oakland Athletics of all time. You've been back as a former player with another team, but now you're back as an A again. What does that mean to you?
2: Well, when they when they came here, when another team, I always got in my mind that I'm an A player, you know. Uh, Oakland is the team that gave me the opportunity to sign me in the Dominican, and came back here, and, and give me the opportunity to play in the Manly, and then came to the building and played for for so long for them. It's a, it's a special. I, everywhere that I go, I just think I'm an A, a player.
1: You know, I first saw you in Modesto. You're 20 years old with the Modesto A's and they're like, hey, this Tejada kid is something special. And I just think about this season. Jason Giambi had left. They needed a new hero. They needed that new guy. You became that guy. Not only did you become that guy, you became the American League MVP. What did this season mean for you personally?
2: This season has been a lot. And uh, the good thing for for me is special. After Jason and all those guys leave, just because they prepare, you know, they prepare off. Uh, Jason is is, is really helps us up be at the player that I am. That's why when they he left, we, we 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 take up and do what we do. And uh, I mean, that's special. That's a that's a, that's a great season. I learned a lot from them, and that's why I put in part in the game in the 2002.
1: And you had so many big hits during that hitting streak down the stretch. I mean. You came up in the biggest moments when your team needed you.
2: Yeah, you know that's, that's what I say. I always say that I prepare for the game, I prepare for the big moment. I like the big moment, and I know and I know that year that I was that I was really a special uh, part of this team, and that's why every day I came to the field, prepare 100% and try to be good. That's why every time I got the opportunity, I'm come through.
1: What do you think it's going to be like when your name gets called and you get that big ovation? Because this fan base loves you.
2: I, I love the fans. I know they're gonna be big. I love the fans. I already, I already walked through the, through the city, and uh, it's, 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 yesterday I was in Modesto too, I was visiting friend, old friend, and I know I saw the people have people got friends happy to see me, and I, I know I know today they're gonna be exciting to see everybody just cheering
1: for me. By the way, the uniform looks great. What was that like to put this uniform back on?
2: It's always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Every time I put that uniform, I feel like I want to play it again. And, uh, you know, like I say, everything from Oakland A for me is is special. Is, is
1: well, thank you so much. It's so great to have you back. And don't be a stranger. This, this fan base absolutely loves you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And I love the fun here, too.
1: From Miggy to the Bulldogs. Oh, how good was Huddy in that season? Here is the ace, Tim Hudson. Well, what a, what a wonderful day for you and these guys. I know it got emotional for you, but very special. Yeah, it is. It is. You
3: know, this was a, a special group of group of men that we, you know, we played a lot of awesome games together. And coaching staff and these fans were incredible the whole, whole step of the way. So to be able to come back and, you know, embrace that time is, is very special for me. And I, I know all these, these guys that I was in that locker room
1: with. Yeah, you can't say enough about chemistry. I mean, a lot of teams talk about it, but you guys truly had it and it was so special.
3: You know, we, we really did, you know, and it's kind of hard to figure out if your team has it or not. It's either it either has a good mesh and a good mix of guys that contributes to it or it don't. And you know, luckily, you know, Billy and, and, and all the guys making all those decisions put a, a group together that truly love playing together and was really good on the field and, and had a good time in the locker room and had a good time away from the field. I think all
1: that helps out with. Your quality of play out there on the on the field and i think that's a big reason why we were able to do what we did yeah during our event with the season ticket holders i wanted to make sure that we mentioned Corey lytle uh, of what he meant to this team and just how great he was especially during the streak yeah you know he was probably the best pitcher in baseball during that time i mean
3: he he went out there and, and took the mound and i mean honestly i don't remember him hardly Giving up many hard hit balls during 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 you know during that time of his starts it was four or five starts in a row where and he had been pitching well all year but during that streak especially he was you know, he stepped up and you know it's you know there's an old saying in baseball you know a starting pitcher can't win the game in the first inning but he can definitely lose yeah. the game in the first inning so there was some 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 pressure on us starting pitchers every time we took the mound to you know to you know, set that tone and to, and to let, you know, our guys know that we were going to have a chance to win. And Ford was that guy that went out there and said it every time he went out early. And, and we knew that we had a really good chance to keep that streak going.
1: Yeah, we always talk about in baseball how lineups can get hot, rotations get hot, but your rotation, just talk about that truly how you guys fed off of each other.
3: Well, you know, I, I know that, you know, myself and Morton and Zito, you and you know, everybody thinks of, of our rotation and just thinks of us three. But man, we had, you know, with Corey Lytle and, and uh, you know, all the guys that came in and contributed that year. Uh, you know, every five days, it was, it was really special. I mean, we didn't have a, you know, a one, two, three, four, five. five. We felt like we had a, a staff full of one twos the whole, almost the whole year. Um, everything came together. We pushed each other. There was some, some, some friendly competitiveness going on every, every time out. You know, we never, uh, you know. My goal to go out there was, was was to try to be a little better than the guy before me, whatever whatever he did. Uh, you didn't want to be the weak link in the in, in the in the chain, and you know I think our guys has fed off of that. And and when you do that, you're able to you know, take some pressure off of our offense and give us a good chance to win.
1: You know, when I think about your career, you know, after you go to Atlanta, then you come back, San Francisco, Bay Area means a lot to you. But where you became that guy, the big game pitcher, is here in Oakland. Just talk about this franchise, the city, what it means to you.
3: Well, it's very special. You know, obviously Billy and this organization gave me an opportunity to start my career. And, you know, it was just something that, you know, coming from Alabama out to the West Coast, I mean, I'd never been west of Mississippi before I, before I got drafted. And, uh, you know, just coming here to the Bay Area and just seeing, you know, the fans, how they just love this team, this organization, and how they embrace me and my family and, and this team. I mean, it was, it's very special to me. Uh, it was in the prime of my career. I was young, excited to be in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, this was definitely, from a player standpoint, my best years were here. There's no doubt about it. I got traded off to Atlanta after, after uh, you know, my time here. And, you know, I think uh, the A's definitely got the best Tim Hudson
1: for sure. And, you know, this chapter of my life was very special for me and my family. Well, I got to ask you this before we let you go, because obviously you're still in the SEC world and now with texas and oklahoma coming into the sec my god usc and ucla going into the big ten rumors are about oregon and washington going into the big ten just what is it like in the college sports world and how big a business this is
3: well the landscape of college baseball is is uh it's a pretty it's changing every day it seems like and um you know the sec in particular is i mean it's the best amateur uh, baseball league in the world you know it's it's very competitive and uh you know i found out the last three years with auburn that you know how good it is and um you know it, it's a special place it, it gets kids ready for the next level and uh, especially in the sec i know texas coming over oklahoma coming over i mean it's a it was a bus all before they came over now now it's going to be even even more so so it's uh you know you got to go out and recruit you got to get these kids and, and get them committed to your you know your team and, and start getting them better and. Because every week, I mean, it's it's almost double-A caliber baseball every weekend when you're going into Baton Rouge, when you're going to Tennessee, when you're going to Mississippi State. You have Austin and, and you know, Norman, Oklahoma to go deal with. So it's going to be exciting for college baseball. You know, it's looking like it's shaping up to be a couple of pretty powerhouse uh, conferences with, with uh, whatever some teams are doing on the West Coast and the teams that are coming to the SEC. So it's going to be a lot of fun if you're a college baseball fan.
1: By the way, you and Mark Kotze came up at the wrong time. I played against Kotze at Cal State Fullerton, and, I mean, he'd wear us out. What he did with the bat then come in and close it out. You know, Shohei Otani comes along. Look at you. Who knows? You could really hit, too. Can you imagine trying to be a two-way guy?
3: You know, it's, it's, it would be tough at this level. It would be really tough. It's hard to be successful at any level, at any higher level of baseball, but especially in, in the big leagues. You know, it's just uh, it's so tough. But to so see him be able to come up and do it, I think Kotsay could have done it. I think I think he was that kind of athlete. He was that kind of throwback grinder type of player. He's a dirt baller. You know, he just loved the game. And uh, I think Otani is a guy that's, you know, that as well. You got to have that mentality. You got to be wired a certain way. And, uh, you know, unfortunately nowadays everything gets so position-specific early in these kids' lives that there's really not an opportunity to try to be really good two-way players. Uh, and, but if you can find one, they're, they're really special. And they're a college baseball coach's dream. You
1: know, it's like you get two, two, two scholarship players in one. Yeah. Well, you'll always be in the hearts of A's fans. You'll always be a fan favorite. So much. Thank you so much for the time and enjoy it with all your teammates. Well, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be a part of this. What a great A, Tim Hudson was. And a guy who came over for his very last season, and he brought a lot of hardware with him. He was a star and a two time World Series champion. We've been trying to catch up with him for years, and we finally were able to talk to him. Here is. Dave Justice, when you showed up here, I'll never forget. You were a star coming in. Uh, you'd been in so many big games, a World Series champion. You mentioned it earlier in this event when you came here. You realized, wow, this is a good young team that's got a chance.
4: Yeah, I told you. I mean, when I was in spring training, and I'm looking around because I, I knew this was probably gonna be my last year. And I see the young pitching staff we had. And I see the young T Long and Ike He's an outfielder, so we spent a lot of time together as outfielders. And I'm just looking around. I'm like, man, these guys remind me of the young Braves. They really do. So, as we're playing throughout the season, I'm always just trying to instill that in them that that mentality of greatness. So when we broke that when we when we broke the record. That's when I knew I had to tell these guys how special they were because I really wanted them to really understand that because I played for the Braves, the Yankees, Cleveland, great teams, two World Series, never any of those teams won 20 games. So guys, what we just accomplished was special. What you guys accomplished is special. That's how I want you to see yourselves. Because we we're we're trying to win a World Series here. That's the goal. And so I was wanting them to really see them, wanted our guys to really understand what they had accomplished. And it was just great to be a part of this team. As my my role, I loved my role. Like, like I I always bring up money ball. They made it seem like they had to coerce me into being a Leader of the team, and you can ask any of these guys. I took over the leadership role day one. I've been trying to lead my team since my second year in the big leagues. Why would I wait till my last year to try to lead a team? So uh, these guys were great. They're a great bunch of young guys. I really enjoyed that year, and I love the Bay Area too, man. I mean, this this is a great part of the country. So, and then I, I don't know if you heard me earlier. I said, you know, our youngest son, the one who's playing football at UCLA right now. He was born that last year, so that was a special year for the Justice family.
1: Yeah, I remember talking to Stephen Bishop, the guy who played you, and it was great. He was such a good guy. But uh, you know, I think about what you had to offer was, uh, I mean, you came up so early with the Braves. What, you were like 19 years no, old? No, no. How old were you? You were 23. Four years in the minors, yeah. Well, I just remember when you came up. I mean, you came up in the Bra- you were in the playoffs every. It's like every year of your career, you're in the
4: playoffs. Every year of my career, I was in the playoffs except my rookie year. 1990 every year I know it's about seven World Series teams so I mean basically half of my career was spent in the in the World Series so I agree with you it was a blessed career but also man all the great guys I played with I'm not only just great baseball players just great dudes and when I retired Somebody told me, I, I retire, you, you could check this, as the fifth winningest player, percentage-wise, in the game. I mean, think about it. Every wow. team I played for went to the playoffs, so I'm part of those teams that won. So, it was a great career. I won a lot in my career. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better career. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better one.
1: You know, when you think about the greatness that was the Atlanta Braves, and you mentioned, I mean, a lot of people forget how good those Indians teams were. Jacobs Field used to be rocking, and, of course, the New York Yankees. What was so unique and special about Oakland?
4: Well, what I liked about Oakland oakland was, one, the, their fans were very passionate about their team. You could tell that these fans loved the Oakland A's. So I, I, I love playing. For teams and in stadiums where the fans are really, really, really show their love for the for their team. And that's what I felt here. Um, and again, another this is going to be very silly, but wearing that green and gold because it reminded me of high school because, you, know, you know, high school was great for me and these were our colors. So putting them back on reminded me so much of high school. But None of that would matter if I didn't have these great guys I played with. You know, Art Howe was a great manager to play for. Our coaching staff was cool. That Bosley, Bosley, who's not here. I mean, he was great as our hitting coach. Great guy to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, And Billy Bean was great. I mean, Billy, Billy and I had a great relationship. We talked a lot that year about the team and 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 my thoughts. He would ask me my thoughts on the team, and and that was special as well because I mean, he trusted me as a as a as not only as a player, but a guy he felt like knew the game and knew how to improve the team.
1: You know, it's a very emotional time. I was just talking with Art Howe, and he got choked up when I asked him about, you know, coming back to Oakland because, as you mentioned, the way he was portrayed, where guys were portrayed in the movie, it obviously stung. There's great love for Art Howe here and this team. I mean, it's very emotional.
4: Well, yeah, Art. Look, man. You know, Art was a great manager, man. I love coming to the yard every day and seeing Art. He was always even-keeled, supportive. So, you know, when you see guys misportrayed, uh, you know, it just makes you, it makes you upset, it makes you a little mad because he don't, he didn't deserve the way he was portrayed. He did not deserve it. So. Um, but again, that 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 it is what it is and it is what it was. But that's why if I get an opportunity, I'm gonna let people know when I can that that's not the art how that led these young guys and, and led these veterans and led this team. Uh, that year. That's not the Art Howe that was in that dugout in the clubhouse on the plane. That's not the same Art Howe that was in the movie.
1: And you talked about when you got here, you realized, wow, this is kind of like when you're talking about Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, you're talking about three Hall of Famers. You saw that as soon as you got here, you saw the making of that.
4: Oh, absolutely. I saw Mulder, Zito, Hudson. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. They, They literally. He's like the young Braves, because you got a young Tejada, a Chavez, you got Mark Ellis in his rookie year. Again, these young guys that are passionate, that want to win. They want to prove themselves in the big leagues. They want to prove um, that they are all-stars, and they're all young. And I'm sitting here watching it like, man, this reminds me so much of how we were with the Braves. So they can be us. And that's literally what I was thinking. They can be us. How can I now do what I can do, not only as a player on the field, but in the clubhouse, on the plane. What can I do to help that process of these young guys becoming what we were in Atlanta?
1: Let's end on this. Oakland has this history of bringing stars at the end of their career in, and they finish their career here. And you've, you know, I've talked to Frank Thomas where he said this was the best year of his career, uh, being here in Oakland. There's been a lot of guys dating back to the 70s. You're a part of that legacy of great players coming here to Oakland and ending your career. What does that mean to you?
4: Well, I'm glad, and I'm glad that happened because I don't think – that I could have spent my last year in a better place for what I felt like my role would be for that team. Because I had come full circle. I mean, literally had come full circle, where I was a veteran player in my last year, literally looking at a team that I thought was special, that could be great. And I'm right here literally looking at it and then thinking, how can I get them to believe that they're special and they're great? So, I couldn't have picked a better team to play for in my last year. I'm just glad it happened that way.
1: And our next guest is such a special man. What a great skipper, manager, human being. Nobody better than Art Howe. All right, we're here with the great Art Howe. This has got to be such a special moment. These are your guys. It was a wonderful team. Just what is it like to come back? Uh, it's just
5: awesome. Uh, it's a. And what you said about it being a, an awesome team and a great team, is that's an understatement. It just seemed like the camaraderie on this team was special. Uh, these guys came to work every day and enjoyed it. Our clubhouse was alive with all kind of fun before games. But once the bell rang, the game started, they were serious as a heart attack. And went out there and just grounded out. Uh, and the way we won the last three, four ball games it was so exciting. Even for us on the coaching staff, you know, we just felt like sooner or later somebody was going to step up and get a big hit for us because they had done it for over two weeks straight, and Miggy was a big part of it. You know, the last couple of wins before Hattie hit the the home run in the final game of the 20-game stretch. It was just so much fun, Uh, and this ballpark was electric. I mean, they, they lifted this team up. I think that's more than anything, that's the reason we kept winning. The fans just wouldn't let us lose.
1: So I I think going into that season, I mean there's a lot of pressure. You got a good ball club, but you're losing Gian, but you're losing Damon, you're losing Isringhouse. And we talked to Billy Bean about that. I mean, there was a lot of pressure to keep this thing rolling and replace those guys, and you did.
5: Yes, we did. And we were very grateful that we were able to get quality players to fill in for those guys. Billy Koch came in and just had a miraculous season for us as our closer. And we didn't know what we were going to get from him when the season started, but we knew he had a great arm and we were going to give him the opportunity. And he took the the opportunity and did a great job. Uh, And the other players, you know, bringing Hatterberger in to play a little first base, helped us out there because nobody's going to replace Jason Giambi. I mean, he was MVP. He's a great player. But uh, somehow these guys were bound and determined to let everybody know that we weren't just a you know two- or three-man team. It was a team.
1: I think of a guy that had to step up, and we haven't seen him back. Now, we saw him with other teams that haven't seen him back come to celebrate him. It's Miguel Tejada, and he was huge for you. He was the MVP. And he deserved it. I mean,
5: what a year he had. Uh, just Johnny on the spot. Just seemed like every time we needed that big hit late, You know, Miggy Miggy was in heat. I mean, he was hitting balls all over the ballpark, hitting it out of the yard when we needed it, but uh, getting a big base hit if we needed that. Uh, He just showed everybody what he was made of at that time, that he was the best player in the American League at that time.
1: You've been in baseball for many years. I mean, you're a baseball man. What exactly does 2002 mean to you in your career?
5: Well, it's it's way, way up there. Let's face it. Uh, More than anything, I know that streak was an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, it it is really amazing that we were able to do that. But it's the the relationships that I was able to develop, not only with my coaching staff, but with the players. Uh, We were a close-knit group, and uh, they were like my sons, actually, you know, playing for me. And I tried to give them all an opportunity, and they all stepped up and made me look good.
1: Well, what do you think it's uh, going to mean to you we're a little time away when you get that huge ovation because you will always be an Oakland A's fan favorite? Uh, well, just talking to you about it, I just hope I can keep my composure because this means everything to me. I hope you know that. I mean, there, there, there is such a fondness for you and this group. You, I didn't want to say it when we were doing the season ticket holder thing, but you guys really helped save baseball in Oakland.
5: Well, I'm glad we could do that, and as I mentioned, it was my last year here. I wish I had been able to stay longer because my wife and I—we have talked about my my best stays as far as a manager, and we both agree that Oakland was the best for me and uh, and my family. We we love the people here; they treated us really, really well. And but you know, you have to move on and. Uh, you know, I, I wish them the best because they got in the playoffs the very next year. Ken Maka took over my reins when I left, and he did a great job and just came up a little short. It just seemed like there's always one crazy play that kept the A's from getting to the World Series, but uh, someday it'll happen again.
1: Enjoy the moment. You deserve every minute of it. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. And we'll end with a guy who's one of the great A's. Everybody loves him. A super fan favorite. Here is Mark Ellis with Jessica Kleinschmidt.
0: Just kind of walk me through. You're standing on the field that, I mean, really changed your life in ways. How are you feeling right now? And, like, just the reunion with everybody.
6: Uh, it's just so fun to see everybody, you know, and uh, it brings standing right here. You know, I was actually right there on deck when Hattie hit the home run. So to be in this spot and uh, to be around all these guys uh, just brings back so many good memories. And... Um, it was just such a magical moment, and I don't think we realized until, you know, later on in the, in the streak, you know, 16, 17, 18 games, that it was, uh, that what was happening was so special, you know, but I think we just enjoyed being around each other so much that we just came here and expected to win every game.
0: And I was just going to ask you that, paint a picture, I mean, you're pretty much in the exact same spot you were when that hit happened, so walk me through that moment as much as you can remember.
6: I probably had the best view in the house, you know, and uh, I, I thought Hattie was going to get hit every time he came up, you know, he was uh, he was one of my favorite guys on the team, and I just thought he was amazing, so Take oh, it. I wasn't surprised at all when the pitcher that he faced was uh, Jason Grimsley. And for right-handers, this guy was nasty. He had a big, heavy sinker. And um, but for Hattie, it was perfect. And um, standing around deck and seeing that ball sail into the seats in the right center field was um, was something I'll never forget.
0: And you mentioned he's one of your favorite guys. What about him made, made him your favorite?
6: Oh, he's. I saw as a rookie, and he kind of took me under his wings. Him and Mabry, and um, you know, we, and I lived obviously with the guys more my age with Mark and Eric and those guys. But um, he just uh, he has always such a positive attitude and. Uh, Uh, The way he went about his business, uh, the bat he gave every time he went up there was um, something that I really admired.
0: Uh, Another former teammate of you, I picked his brain, Bobby Crosby, about you, and you guys just had this beautiful way of working together. He said you as a teammate, you were kind of quiet, but you're pretty hard on yourself at certain times. Tell me, is that a kind of an accurate description of you? Yeah,
6: I suppose. You know, I think we all are a little bit, you know, and looking back, um, you know, it's, it's something that... That's one thing you can change. You, know, you realize how hard this game is and maybe not be as hard on yourself. you know. But um, it's a tough game, and there's a lot of failures. So you have some moments in, in this in this game where you're not doing as well as you'd like to be doing or as well as you think you should be doing. But then you look around, and a lot of the guys are having the same problems. So, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate.
0: <laughs> and, you know, obviously you're in the Pacific Northwest. You go to a lot of Mariners games. I wanted to ask you about that. What's the you know the vibe there? I mean, you have each year a weekend. You have – Martinez, and then even you know Julio Rodriguez signing an extension. Tell me a little bit about what makes the Mariners baseball organization really fun, just as far as a fan now.
6: Well, I don't actually go to a lot of games, but it's hard now um, if I do go to games because one of my one of my kids drags me to the game. You know, which, but it's a beautiful ballpark. They they do a very good job, and it's fun for the city of Seattle to uh, to have something to cheer for right now. It's been a tough couple of years up there, and um, the. Uh, Julio magic is real. You know, they love him up there. And um, I know this weekend they're having the each row weekend and all that. So it's pretty cool. And um, it's good for them. You know, I'd rather see the A's do well <laughs> personally. But um, but it is it is kind of fun to, uh, to be around that.
0: You know, as a second baseman and just a guy who's had a lot of longevity, just we don't see that a lot with the A's. What's it like kind of be this pillar of, Guys are always going up against you as far as the second base starts, but you were here for a long time, and it's a rarity now. What's it like, kind of being attached to that definition?
6: I I really enjoyed being here for as long as I was. Um, Would love to, you know, maybe finish my career, but. That's not, that was, I was very fortunate to end up in a place like L.A. with the Dodgers, um, and then having a year in St. Louis was, was really good for me too. Gives you a little bit of a different perspective and uh, see kind of what else is out there. But um, I'm very proud to be a part of this organization for as long as I have been, and um, you know I have always root for this team more than anybody else.
0: And you said you would have liked to finish your career here. Were there any conversations of you returning and finishing in green and gold?
6: Uh, no, not really. When I was done, when I was out of St. Louis, I was done. You know, mm-hmm. I was done and ready to move on. And uh, they had moved on too. They had, uh, they had some good players here. So it was just a, it was time to kind of to go our separate ways. And uh, but always, always have fond feelings for this organization.
0: And watching you play defense was really cool, but I know this this area has a lot of foul territory. What was it like, kind of you working in this area, and then you'd have to go over the Dodgers or different organizations? Did you feel like you were spoiled over here? Was it more difficult? Oh, no,
6: I don't know if it was more difficult. It was more difficult to hit. You know, obviously, as a hitter, you never want to have this much foul territory. But I think as an organization, we probably took advantage of it, and it worked in our favor a little bit. It's such a unique field that, you know, not a lot of teams enjoy coming in here to play. We definitely always had a a pretty strong home record, and um, so I think that was definitely in our favor.
0: Tell me a little bit about what it's like to see Mark Kotze in the managerial role.
6: I love it. I love it. He's built for it. He's made for it. Um, He's good at the media. He's great with players. Players love him, and uh, he's uh, got so much knowledge to offer. He's played for so long in the big leagues. He's played on great teams. He's played on teams that weren't so good, so he's kind of seen it all, and uh, he's perfect for this team.
0: What do you think makes a good manager? You've had managers yourself. What makes a really good manager? I think
6: somebody who knows how hard the game is to play, you know, and uh, communication. You have to be able to communicate and, um, you know, it's different now. Um, you you got to tell guys where they stand. You know, it's a little bit different generation. They have to know exactly where they stand with your team, uh, within their, within the team and the organization. And um, I think if the players respect you, they'll play even harder for you.
0: And before I let you go, what's the number one question you get being a part of this? 2002
6: team well probably just what was it like or you know were you on that moneyball team what was it like being on that moneyball team and uh the answer is easy is uh it was all about the guys we had so much fun and um we had a, a great mix of young guys and like the veterans like randy and dj and ray and you know we had uh we had some great guys on that team
0: actually i lied i do have one more question okay. the moneyball movie what was the most inaccurate depiction oh
6: man i probably probably the way art was portrayed you know we all love our art. art was great to us and um I remember my favorite art story for me was um, uh, we traded, I was playing second base pretty much every day, and then we traded for Ray. And as soon as I was in Anaheim, as soon as I came up the stairs in Anaheim, Art called me in his office and said, Hey, we just traded for Ray. He said, You're still playing every day. Ray is going to DH, and if you need a day off, he'll play second base. And I always thought he didn't have to do that to me. You know, I was just a rookie, you know, trying to find my way in the big leagues. And uh, for him to communicate with me that way was really special.
1: We want to thank Miguel Tejada, Tim Hudson, David Justice, Art Howe, and Mark Ellis for joining us for what a wonderful event honoring the 2002 American League West champion, Oakland Athletics. Thank you for listening to A's Unfiltered. Now back to A's cast powered by iHeartRadio.
4: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.